to the RC Noob Podcast. This is episode 54. My name is Tim. This is the show where we talk about the RC hobby from cars and trucks to quadcopters and sometimes planes and helicopters. I'm really excited to share tonight's show with you. I'm joined, quote unquote, in virtual studio by Scott from Ace of Axe RC. We were finally able to get our calendars to line up and as luck would have it, uh, an early morning on my end and a midday recording on his end, we are able to sit down and chat for a little while. Um, really great to get to know the Ace of Axe origin story uh, with regards to how he got into the hobby, what keeps him in the hobby, and just what fun adventures he's been up to uh, over the last couple of years and even going forward. Uh, so it's really cool to just talk to a fellow hobbyist and learn more about them and find out what more they have going on. So without any further delay, here is Scott from Ace of Axe RC. And joining me now is Scott from Ace of Axe RC. Scott, welcome to the RC New Podcast. Thanks, Tim. How's it going, man? Going really well. Finally, we have been able to connect. It's been a long, long time coming. A lot of back and forth Facebook yep, chats yep. and Facebook messaging, but we finally got her down. So the hours haven't been easy to us either, being this this far apart hour wise. <laughs> exactly, and for those of, of you that don't know, Scott is over in the UK. Uh, I am not, so it's <laughs> very early my time, and but midday his time. So we're. Uh, I'm just happy to make this work and happy to get a chance to talk to you. Uh, you've been somebody that I've Me been. Too, mate. I've been following for quite a while, and uh, I, I love what you're doing in the hobby, and I love what your, you know, just what your view on the hobby is. We'll get into that uh, in more detail shortly. What I like to find out from everybody that I talk to, everybody that I meet, is what got them into the hobby, because even though it, it seems like a pretty, you know, straightforward, oh well, you you go to your hobby shop, you pick up a car, and boom, you're in the hobby. But there's something, you know, what planted the seed, what got you in, what got you interested uh, in radio-controlled cars, trucks, quadcopters, planes, whatever. I think, well, obviously, like a lot of us, you get that toy car when you're a kid, and then back, I'm old enough where they used to have wires attached to them, so you'd <laughs> walk behind it. So that's where I started. I'm like, oh, this is great. And then they came out with obviously the ones without the wire, and you're like, huh, this is pretty neat. Yeah. And then it's kind of evolved from that, but it was one of my friends that had a Tamiya Blackfoot that brought it over to my house, and we were driving around and just thought it was the coolest thing ever, and it could go through the grass and all that stuff. So I was hooked. And uh, one of my other buddies had a uh, Traxxas Raticator extra that he had laying around and of course being that young I didn't have any I didn't have very much money obviously so um he was like well I was like what do you want to trade for he's like I don't know then my parents had a fish tank that, that happened to be empty so I'm like well I've got this 10 gallon fish tank I'll trade you for it he's like okay cool so nice <laughs> mom and dad came home and they're like where's the fish tank I'm like uh traded it for RC car yeah so that didn't go well <laughs> but that got me started so yeah uh, so I've got a love for the Traxxas Raticator mm -hmm. now I've got a couple of them since then. Well, nice. But yeah, that's basically what it was. And then just um, jo I joined the military and, and uh, after school and then kind of did some RC stuff and some of my bases or whatever, but never really got into it until I landed here in England and got into the scale thing and then it just kind of blew up from there. So okay. that's my, I found where I, where I belonged in the RC world and then just progressed out of that. So I've got two, two questions, two follow-up questions there. Okay. Did you have to give the car back after – doing the, the swap for the fish tank nope because no. i think my dad saw it as a he didn't have to mess with it anymore oh nice so he acted mad but he was like oh we'll let you off this time <laughs> nice 
And so how long then have you been active in, in the hobby or actively participating in the hobby? Um, that would have been basically since then I've had cars on and off. So, okay. that, oh man, that had to be trying to do math now, uh, probably about 19, 80, 80, no, that'd be like 87, I think, or 88. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. that's solid. It's been a while. That's very solid. Yeah. So you're, you're very active in many areas of the hobby, whether it's racing or scaling or drifting or quadcopters. Mm -hmm. You seem to do everything, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> what area, if any, can you say is your favorite? The RC area. Um, <laughs> I, I'm that's not fair. very good at, at drones, so that's probably – one I need to work on the most, but right now it, it, I go in stages, but right now probably drifting's where uh, most of my time's lying because I was really getting into racing really hard and it was starting to get like stressful and getting angry when you messed up, but drifting, you can just, it's just you basically, you know, so it's really relaxing. And I've found a lot of joy in that lately, but with the G6 coming up next weekend, uh, at least from today, um, that's, that's about to take over for a while, I think. So I'm back on the scalers and uh, see how it goes. Awesome. We'll get into the uh, the G6 in just a minute. Cool. Uh, but one one aspect that I love about the hobby is the community and the people in it and the people that are just willing to share information, you know, history, whatever, you know, just share their knowledge and get people interested in the hobby and get people up to speed quickly. And you are definitely a person that that does that through your videos, through your podcast. Yeah, I, that's the only way. Like, I, I learned a lot, you know, from watching other people. And uh, even back as far as uh, used to, when I used to watch Medic on RC Sparks yeah. uh, before, I I was a moderator for his uh, forum for a long time. Oh, cool. And uh, we became pretty good friends through that. And uh, just watching the way that he interacted with, we'll say, his fans. It was just like, man, if I ever get, you know, a YouTube channel going or something, that's the way I want to be um, – you know, interacting with people because that's, to me, that's someone you can talk to, you know what I'm saying? So you mm -hmm. can, you can ask them questions and it kind of gets overwhelming at sometimes if you get a lot of questions from, from people at the same time, but you're helping one, two, you know, five people out. It's a great feeling and it's uh, only helping the hobby because there's enough negative stuff going on. So we don't need no more of that. <laughs> no, no, def definitely not. Uh, it, the, the hobby as a whole is kind of in an odd spot right now. It's on one hand, you've got the, you've got the community and you've got the people that are willing to share and you've got the, I think the biggest thing is really the outlets that we have, YouTube, podcasting, blogs, you know, uh, mm -hmm. you name it. We can e easily create content and share it and, and, and be helpful. And on the other hand, we're fighting, you know, other attention grabbers, you know, whether it's, you know, screens, tablets, whatever, or just, you know, everyday life. Um, so it's kind of a push and pull battle between, you know, how, how do we get people educated and into the hobby? And then how do we keep them there once, once they're there? It's uh, just yeah. interesting times to say the least. Yeah. And that's, and to me, that's one of the things that really got me into scale. Like I said, watching Aaron's uh, or medics channel, RC sparks, seeing all that cool scale stuff he was doing in Canada made me interested, but going to the first event that I went to here, the UK scaler nationals and meeting the team, which you've had Pete on here before, yeah. um, Peter gray and then speedy and John and Ian and all these guys that I'm like, like best friends, like basically family with now, um, just the way that that people accept, you know, everyone at these events, these uh, scale events, and you're on the trail. If you stop for a second and you've got this 
hint of a look that something's wrong. Someone is going to come up and ask you what's wrong and how can they help. And that's uh, just not a better community, man. It's just amazing. What is the the RC scene as a whole over in in England? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I can I can only talk to the states parts because when I was there, I wasn't there very long okay. before I joined the military and went away. You know, all all over the place. But the in the, over here, comparing it to just what I see on YouTube and stuff, there's so much to do. And like like you say, I'm into all these different areas. It's because it's conducive to where I'm at. England's small enough. And um, the English people over here in Brits, they, they get hung up on like a two-hour drive is like what we in the States would think of as like a 12-hour drive. Oh, wow. You know, it's like, oh, I've got to go from Florida to Indiana. They're like, oh, I've got to go two hours down the road. It's just as bad. So they're, I, I've noticed that a lot is like they don't like to drive too far, a lot of them, or at least a lot of my friends here don't. So I can drive two, three hours without even thinking about it. Or my buddy that lives in Newcastle was like four and a half hours away. I went up there for a weekend just to scale. And all my friends just thought, thought I was completely crazy. But coming back to the topic, the um, the iconic RC, they do vintage racing, you know, and I can go to those races. Uh, that's always going on. They've got the iconic cup where it's on road. They've got the iconic revival where it's off road. And uh, like I just did a Schumacher challenge uh, a couple months ago where it was just Schumacher cars only. So, and then you got drifting, you got the drone thing, you got scaling, you got, I race uh 10 scale buggies. I used to race eighth as well, but it's all within two hours of where I'm at. So it's so easy to just go through the seasons and just like, you know, this weekend I need to find a place to race 10 scale buggies and then trying to find a place to do that. It's just so many options in such a close area. That's very conducive to the hobby and, and easy to just keep doing something different all the time. Make a note for myself. Move to England. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. That's why when I retired from the military, I stayed here. <laughs> yeah, bet- great. Between watching your videos and between watch, you know, the stuff that that Peter's been putting out, and just you know, other folks that I follow that are over there, the scenery is so amazing. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're into scaling, it's like, yeah. oh, that's just perfect. You know. Um, so I, I, it's great to hear that there's so much to do in rel- it's relatively small space. Um, and it really yeah. seems like RC is thriving over there. It really is. And one of my one of my friends that lives around the corner from me, he's a actually he's a, a ex pro motocross guy over here in England. He's been world champion, rode all over the place, and he has his own RC track that he's built in like his backyard. Nice. So we race there like once a week on clay, and we race stadium trucks. So it's just it's just people that are in the RC stuff here are like full bore mostly, you know, just like fully mad like the rest of us. So it's good stuff. So you mentioned the uh, the UK Recon G6, which is coming up. Yes. There, there's a, a lead into that, but I'm going to flip things around a little bit. We'll we'll focus okay. on the, on the G6 first. So you've you've been to that event in the past, and you have some, I'll, I'll just say, unique responsibilities w- with regards to that event. What is your involvement going to be like, or what will your involvement be this year? Yeah, we actually. We do the our, um, the scale nationals, the UK scale nationals. We host those as a, there's a team of five of us that uh, put it on every year. And then when Parker decided to bring the G6 to the UK, he we contacted him and he contacted us and we, we got together and, and we decided we're going to use our venue that we use continually. And he wanted us to basically um, to put it out on like one of our scale nationals. But, you know, his G6 is 
at our at our location or whatever. So we do a lot of promotion for it, and we run a lot of the events. And that way, Parker can be Parker. He can go set up um, the trails, and he can run around and meet people because that dude can't walk past somebody without you know being mugged because you know he's just a great guy. So he's busy doing that stuff, and then we make sure the event goes on. So we're taking, you know, registrations and making sure people's getting what they need and all that stuff and collecting their, their scorecards and everything. So we got, we're basically like us and Parker are kind of like running it together. Okay. Okay. And hopefully you'll get a chance to drive. Yeah, there's been a couple of years I did not. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of years I didn't get to drive and I don't mind at all. Yeah. Um, to me, those events, like you said, it's a, it's kind of a, a great atmosphere and it's a family thing and I can just go just catch up with all my friends, you know, run the event obviously, but, but catch up with all my friends and walk away from that weekend and just had a brilliant weekend without even driving a truck. So it's, yeah, I, driving trucks, a bonus for me. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Just, and I, I, I feel that in some regards, I'm in the same way. I would rather be driving, but mm-hmm. if I'm just watching somebody have a good time with the hobby and if I can help them, and, you know, and encourage that, then I'm, it's just like, you know, just like I'm behind the wheel uh, yep, as well. Absolutely. Very cool. Yep. So with, with the scale scene, quote unquote, um, you have a, an interesting and unique opportunity and uh, position as a team driver for Charisma Scale Adventure. Yes. And what has it been like driving for a, a a new offshoot brand of an, of a well-established RC manufacturer. It's, we went to the fix last year to get a recon G6 certified. And, uh, it was, wow. It's just, just knowing you're taking a brand new product there. And then you, one, you know, like Ivan, the owner of Charisma and yeah. then Pete, the brand manager, like, dude, we're counting on you, but have fun. You know, there's always this, this, this the whole thing is just dude, enjoy it. And uh, just see what it does. But then, obviously, when we went over there, me and John and Rob were like, dude, we have to get this thing through because they're counting on us and all this stuff. So there's a little bit of pressure there. But but doing that 12 hours and then coming across the finish line at the end was just like, I don't know, like we won the World Series or something. It was just crazy. You know, we weren't like really competing with anybody. We were just trying to get that little truck out of the box. And, you know, one there was a, just over a mile each lap. Okay. Uh, of some really rough terrain and 12 hours we had to keep it going so it was uh it was kind of nerve-wracking but man what a, uh, an awarding experience it was at the end to get that g6 certification have brian there at the end waiting for us and everything it was just wow really really cool for for someone that doesn't know what the fix is or what it entails like it, it sounds like quite the event quite the endurance for both mm-hmm. man and machine or person and machine right what can you give like a real quick breakdown of, of how, you know, how does that, what goes into that event? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, shameless plug <laughs> on uh, YouTube at Ace of Axe. Um, I'm sure you'll have links here or whatever, but I've done a few videos from that trip over there. But, uh, and so you can catch it there after you hear the podcast. But it was, uh, like I said, you had, there's three different ways you can do it. You can do a three hour, a six hour, or a 12 hour. And to get G6 certified, you have to do the 12 hour. And uh, you basically go over there, and Parker starts you off. If you're on the 12-hour part, you start off at whatever time, and literally 12 hours later, you finish. So you have to drive your truck. If you're getting a truck certified like we were, so it was just out of the box, onto the trail certification, we couldn't change any parts. So if anything broke, that truck didn't get certified. 
So it meant that the ready to run wasn't G6 certified because it didn't complete it without repairs. So we had to do the whole 12 hours. The only thing we could do was swap batteries. Um, so we'd swap a battery and go right back out. So that's, you're looking at a box stock, um, 35 turn, you know, like motor um, that had to make it through all the dust and dirt. And uh, if it rained, you know, it'd have to go through that. We had to go through water, um, had to do all that stuff. And so if any part of that would have failed, then we wouldn't have got certified. So it's 12 hours. Like I said, it's, it's a, just over a mile each lap. And we took three men, three, well, three man team, and we had to use one truck. So that one truck can get certified. So we would do two hour legs and swap out. Uh, some people that were going for like, um, like distance, we wanted to see how many laps they can get. They'd done it on their own. Uh, there was an actual Olympic athlete that got third or got bronze this year. And um, I think it was cross because I can't remember the name of it. One where you ski and shoot, uh, but he got, okay. he got bronze this year. Oh, wow. And, uh, and so he was like a world-class, literally athlete, you know? So he won, he did like a marathon and a half worth of distance or something. It was crazy, but it's rough terrain. Like I said, we had one guy that got dehydrated and had to have, you know, like uh, emergency services tend to him and stuff. He was just going too hard and not keeping up with the water because it was ridiculously hot. I mean, we all had camelbacks on and, and we were lucky we could take, you know, every two hours we'd swap out with somebody else. Sure. But you didn't want to, you wanted to keep going, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, we had that, we had to have that be like, dude, you're done. Get off. And they go, oh, man, let me do one more. I'm like, no, it's my turn. <laughs> so we, we got through it, but yeah, it was definitely a, uh, an experience. So with the, that, that a, I think speaks a lot to the vehicle that you were driving, which is the yes. charisma scale adventure SCA dash one E coyote. Yep. And, uh, I recently became the owner of a Lynx. Congratulations. Thank Welcome you. to the family. Thank you. Uh, headed out last night over some, you know, just some stuff, random yard debris, and uh, I'm getting the hang for it. I like it. It's a very, very yeah. cool little truck. And with with the box stock nature that you had to prepare that in, like, did you have to break the seal of the box on site? There, no, there wasn't oh, okay. a box. Yeah, there. It's, you just had to show up with a ready run. Brian inspected it to make sure, you know, there wasn't anything – you know, like you didn't steal parts from another vehicle and put in there or anything. Okay. You would keep an eye on it, and they would look at it each time. Uh, like at the end of the day, they they would check everything to make sure that everything was still there that started with. Okay, well that's cool. And, that, and to be honest, there wasn't even a box at the time, so okay. it was um yeah, it was just the 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 uh, RTR. Okay, all right. They were waiting to print the box to see if we got the G6. Put the print on there. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, all right. Well, that's uh, that sounds like quite the ordeal, quite the experience. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. So, shifting over to the the team driver part of it, then mm -hmm. you know, ha having that that being able to carry that banner for Charisma Scale Adventure, um, how much pride do you get being you know one of the team members that gets to drive this vehicle at different events that basically gets to show it off to the world? In the case of of the fix, uh, how much pride do you have, and how much how much comfort in in the products that Charisma is putting out does that give you? Oh, just it's I can't even I can't even describe it. But of course, I'll try. Uh, <laughs> it's just it, it's just unbelievable that a brand new product, scale wise, you know. I mean, obviously, Charisma's been around for a long time in the racing scene, and and then like in the scale, like cars and stuff. And for the new brand, is like we all kind of felt like um, I was brought on board after, obviously after Pete. 
and then but just be there from the beginning and to get through the fix and then i i took it to hong kong and competed over there and i've competed here i've taken it around england and I've went to some like events where I've, I've handed the, the transmitter over. I don't know how many times it cost me about a hundred dollar servo the other day, but you know, <laughs> that's all right. I, I, I hand the transmitter over anytime people will come to events and ask if we have any for them to run around. I'm like, yeah, here. And I hand them mine and they can try it out. And obviously I tell them what I've changed on mine that won't be there for the stock version, but all the drive lines completely stock, even the plastic steering uh, links. I haven't swapped those out because I haven't found a need to. Okay. So, um, but yeah, the, just like wearing the charisma banner, like you say, uh, um, it's just amazing to, to know what it's went through to get to where it is and to know I've been a part of it. It's just makes me proud. That's why I like when you said you got a new one, I'm like, welcome to the family. I really feel like the charisma owners are a family because it's such a new brand and everyone that's embraced it. It's just, uh, they're, they're my brother or sister straight away, straight away because you know, I can, I can be like, Hey dude, you know, that truck and the, those, oh. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. kind of hard to explain, but it's just, uh, it's just a great, great feeling. This is a short, well, not short version. I'm past that now, but that's the, uh, definitely a great, great feeling. I took it out last night for a little bit and otherwise I've just been kind of puttering around indoors. The weather hasn't been too great around here. Um, finally we're getting some decent warm weather, but just, you know, took it out last night and I, I, I tend to baby my stuff a little bit, but I, I, I see this as being a vehicle that I'm just going to push to some limits and, and see how much it can take. But as, yeah. as an out-of-the-box vehicle, I was very impressed with just how it was set up. And, and like you said, the, the plastic links on the steering, I've kept those, you know, I, and, and probably will keep them stock for yeah. the, the foreseeable future because I didn't really see much of a need to change them out or swap them out. I really didn't see much need to change much of the vehicle. Um, and it seems like hobbyists tend to get that bug as soon as they get a vehicle it's it's time to change something um, yeah which I, I i love that too because you see amazing creations you see amazing just thought processes and engineering that goes into these machines after they've been purchased uh which makes me wonder why these other folks aren't being scooped up and you know and working right. for some of these other companies with the scale scene really i think blowing up in the last year at least from the the marketplace perspective where you have so many newcomers you know charisma scale adventure is a new newcomer to the the group traxis with their trx4 hpi with the long-awaited venture uh red cat racing with the everest gen 7 sport and pro which for my money still as much as i think the charisma scale adventure rig is is a fantastic machine that red cat has, has got something to it um and then you've, you've got you know, Axial, RC4WD, you've got these established brands that I think scale is really where it's at right now, at least, or, or you know, scale slash trail running or slash you know, whatever you want to call it, the outdoor RC. What, yeah. what, what do you, what do you think is the appeal to that? For the, well, I know for me, when I got into scale, I was like, why would I want to go slow? That was like my yeah. number one complaint of coming over to scale. I'm like, why would I want to buy you know, and, and Tammy was like the only scale thing at the time or Tam to me. I can't remember how I used to say it when I lived there, but um, <laughs> whatever. It's like a, it was like, OK, yeah, it looks really it looks real, but it breaks so easy, you know. And I think people coming back now, it's like, OK, well, what breaks all the time? Well, you got knuckles that break, drive shafts break. Let's fix that. And then 
and then people are coming back to it now. They're not breaking every time you take them out like they used to. And it's just something that you can do with you. I think a lot of us that were big into the speed thing, as we get older and have our own children, we're like, we want to do something with them. And we don't want to put a 4S, a scale buggy in a five-year-old's hands. Exactly. So it's like, let's, let's, give this, let's give him a scaler. That way he can go full throttle. We don't have to worry about it. And then we can go with him, you know? So, and, um, and it's kind of turned into a family thing as well. But then events. Uh, Parker has been huge for the scale world. Um, as far as like setting up all these different events and uh, just putting the fun and scaling and, and all that stuff. And just, you see people out there enjoying it. You watch the videos of scaling and they're having a good time. You know, they're not like getting mad and, and like if their car flips over and, you know, like yelling at marshals to flip their car over or anything like that. It's just, they're out there enjoying the trail and it's them against the trail, not them against nine other cars going around a track, which I do that as well. But it's just the scale thing is just another world where you can just go relax. There's no stress. Uh, if the truck breaks, you're just like, oh, man, I broke this. That means I need to upgrade that. And you get excited and you go buy a part to fix it. And you go back <laughs> to the trail and try it again. So and that's like the steering links you were talking about. So many people swap steering links and stuff like that on, on many different vehicles. And then you just ask them, so well, how do the old ones work? Oh, I don't know. I went straight to these. We're like, dude, they might have been better. You'll never know. So that's why I like to test it you know, in its stock form before I go crazy with it. But it's just, it's just so many people are coming over, I think is because it's just, like you said, it's where it's at, but it's a, it's just a relaxing fun day out. You can just take the scale out, the scaler out. You don't have to find a track. You can find a dirt mound, you know, you can find logs and just make your own like adventure. So it's scale adventure wherever you go. Yeah. And I, it's scale is my personal uh, area of focus clearly. And, uh, it, you know, to what you just said, you know, I can take any of my rigs out after a day of work and just go sit down on the back porch and make a couple laps around the backyard. And I've, I've got my Zen for the day. Um, you know, even if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, however long the battery batteries last. Um, a couple days ago, I was just doing laps with my bomber in the backyard, just going around making circles you know, had neighbors yeah. having had neighbors looking at me, probably wondering what a grown man is doing sitting on his back deck driving a toy car. But you're like, whatever, <laughs> that's my thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's and that's all that matters. It's your thing, you know. And they're they're probably saying, I can't believe he's going to sit there and waste money on that. And they'll go out and buy a purse for seven hundred dollars. You know, it's like, uh, okay, you're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> we, you know, it's like people. Everybody has their own thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We've all got our hobbies. So. Uh, and just one more real quick thing to touch on the, the community aspect. And you, you mentioned this before, but this community with, with regards to scale, when you're out on the trail, if you, you know, if you run into a case where you break apart or somebody else breaks apart, chances are somebody's going to be around you that will offer you a part or offer to help you fix whatever's yep. broken so you can continue on. And that's such a, a reversal from racing or at least my mindset is in racing yeah. is if you have an advantage, you step on their throat <laughs> and in scale, if you have an advantage, you almost back off a little bit and, you know, and make sure that the community comes with you or the group that you're with, you know, all kind of hangs together. Yep. And, and I saw that at the fix, the top three guys, the first guy, like I said, he was gone, but number two and three were really close together. And one of them broke and the other one helped. Him. Oh, nice. Like, wow. You know, it's like, he stopped and made sure he was good to go. And then, uh, they both went, it was, I was like, 
couldn't believe it because they were fighting for a second. It's like, why would you do that? And then I was like, no, never mind. I got you. <laughs> but it's just great people, man. Yeah. And they're the the goal is to is to just finish. You know, it's like to, to enjoy the weekend, to see your people, and and just have a good time. It's not about the plastic you bring home at the end or nothing like that. It's just enjoying the weekend. Now you mentioned upgrades and and things like that, and we both talked, you know, upgrades and and mm-hmm. what 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 you would fix and what you wouldn't fix, uh, potentially. Yeah, Charisma has released a couple of aluminum upgrade parts for the SCA-1E models. Um, how do you think that's going to affect that vehicle going forward? Honestly, I don't know because until uh, you know, I, I haven't tested those yet. Okay, but I I think just with in general, when you bring up the alley thing, it's there's always a trade-off. Um, so like you get a stronger part, but you know, does that weaken another area? And, uh, but it's not going to hurt is it, it, people are going to be doing their own things. Just like they have the, the coyote and the links, they come with bushes instead of bearings. I still haven't put bearings in mine. I just, I think the bushes right now for, I, I run really slow, a really slow, heavy truck. So the bearings can't, you know, rust up if they're not there. So I got the bushes and I'm just happy with but the, the rest of the alley parts, like the standard uh, swapping out steering and everything, if something breaks, I'll swap it out. Or if they send it to me to test, obviously, I'll try it out. But I just don't I, – I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I hate to speak on it because I haven't, I haven't tested them yet. But uh, it's definitely going to – it's going to put a lot of people into buy mode because uh, a lot of people have tried and, or tried and true with the alley hubs and links and stuff like that, and they're going to go straight for them, and, and that's awesome because that's an option they have now. So I'm, I'm stoked to see them. Uh, I'm stoked to test them, but I just don't, don't want to say anything about them yet because I haven't tried them. Sure. No, that's fair. That's fair. I, I think it's going to be great. You know, it gives people an upgrade path. It gives people an in-brand mm-hmm. upgrade path if they don't want to go you know, off-brand or, or third-party. It's cool to see the support and the amount of just momentum that – charisma is putting around this brand and the models and uh yeah i i'm excited to see what they come out with next and I, i'm happy to see that that charisma still doing things with their on-road because their on-road machines are absolutely gorgeous and yes. the new kits that they're coming out with are you know just amazing so if you if you want that amazing fine detail in an on-road machine but you want to build it all you've got that opportunity now so that's really cool to see everything that they're doing uh, one, I've, I've just been sent a package from uh, Charisma Scale, and I'm looking at right now uh, the Charisma rebuildable 35 turn motor. So this is going to be going into my rig. I didn't even know this was coming, um, <laughs> and it landed, you know, in front of me the other day. Pete gave me this and the new Speedo or ESC, and uh, so they're going to be going into my rig, replacing my uh, normal running electronics that I run and everything. So we're going to give them a real test next weekend and see how they go. Very nice. Yep. Waterproof ESC. It's 2S only, um, which is great for me because I always run 2S. I know a lot of people are 3S users, but I'm a 2S guy because I like the long battery life, so I can go on those long trail runs. But uh, waterproof 2S, it's, for me, as far as Scott, that's perfect. So I'm happy for that. I've also got the uh, forward battery mount. I have one of those now from Charisma that's going to be coming out soon that Ooh. mounts the servo on the chassis as well. Okay. So that'll be going on. I'll do. I'm doing a video this week of all these hop ups, including the new 
shock hoops. Uh, they're like really, really sturdy. They're still, they're uh, mold injected. I haven't got the alley ones yet. I think they're still working on those. Uh, but those are really, really sturdy. I'm looking forward to seeing how they go. I never had problems with the old, everybody was saying that the, uh, the body mounts were too flimsy, but, um, I don't know. I just, I never braced mine or anything. I didn't have any issues, but some people want their truck to be, you know, rigid. Um, because that's the way they drive or whatever. So they're going to have that option now with the, the new shock hoops. So looking forward to that. And hopefully I get that video out by this weekend. Well, excellent. I'll be, be looking for that too. Oh, thanks. Speaking, speaking to the, the video and the audio content that you put out, you know, what for, for somebody that might be looking to get into sharing their knowledge or, you know, setting up a YouTube mm -hmm. channel, not that it's hard to set up a YouTube channel, but sometimes you don't really know where to start. Uh, as a, as a RC hobbyist, where would you suggest starting with establishing your own YouTube channel or podcast? Well, social media has got, you know, that's the way of the future. Uh, so, and all you need these days to make quality video is in your pocket. You know, it, you take your mobile phone, your cell phone, and you can do pretty good videos, pretty good audio. Just watch out for that wind noise because that's no one wants to listen to that. Right. But just and go landscape. Always go landscape unless you're filming for Instagram, but always hold the phone sideways. But and then just quick, get a YouTube account or even if you just have a Facebook account, start uploading video on there. And it's all about the hashtags at that point. Hashtagging, you know, like the brand hashtagging this and that like um on all of them. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, if you go to YouTube and upload videos there, obviously you can share them on the other places, but it's really easy to, uh, to get the word out and just go to forums and groups like that and just show videos of, uh, you driving your rig and then someone will get a hold of it hopefully, and it'll go viral and you'll be have a million subscribers. That'd be cool. <laughs> and, and the rest is history. There you go. And the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> It took me forever to get a thousand subscribers. So the, uh, but people are, but people are doing it smarter now, you know, so they're, they're out there promoting themselves and they understand the whole hashtag and thing, which I'm still learning, um, and all that. And they're out there and they're getting their, their name out there fast. So it's awesome. There's, that's the great thing about this time right now is there's so much RC content out there that you can always find what you're looking for. Yeah. I, 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 st I love finding new new channels that I haven't heard of before on YouTube or new podcasts yeah. or you know whatever. I, I just I take it all in, I absorb it all. You know, there's there on one hand you you seem if you if you are a content creator, you seem to you, you could take the stance of well, I don't want anybody else to play in my in my sandbox, but I yeah. I, I love the more the merrier, you know, the more knowledge yep. that's flowing back and forth. The more people you get to meet, it's all great, and it speaks to the community, and it speaks to just the care and the passion that people have for for these toy vehicles, quote Absolutely. unquote toy cars. Yeah, that's why I, I had a, a a show, and I haven't done it for a while. And I need to get back to it. And you were on it actually, RC Noob YouTube channel, but it was RC around the world. And it was basically yeah. like whenever I find new channels, um, I would I would pop them on like a one a one episode where there'd be like five different channels that I would show. I'm like, hey, check out these guys. Uh, my buddies from Sipu Park over in uh, Malaysia that I met at the Hong Kong G6. Their videos are amazing, and they got some great terrain through like the jungle type stuff. So I'm like, oh, that's what really started. I'm like, I need nice. to show everybody what they're doing. And then, but the problem is, is I always want to contact the creator first before I put it on my channel, and that's really slowed down my process. 
because you, you, you think, you know, like 99.9% of the time, if I put someone's video on my channel, like a clip of it uh -huh. and send people to their channel, they'll be happy. But you're always going to have one guy. It's going to be like, I didn't give you permission and blah, 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 and all this stuff. So I always make sure to reach out and contact the creator to make sure I get it. And that's really slowed me down. I've been sitting on three creators for the last probably two months trying to get a couple more to make a show. So it's it's a – and then the reason I've done that is there used to be a show called RC News TV. And you can still find it. Okay. And um, me and, and uh, all the guys from the RC Sparks forum, uh, Dribble um, – Four mods, another great RC channel. Uh, then obviously Medic. We were all been on his show with like clips from our videos and stuff, and it helped. And it was like a show that you look forward to every week. You're like, oh, I can't wait to see what Bill's got for us this week. And it was always, you know, just like clips of these different channels you never heard of. So I used to go into his show notes on YouTube and click every single link and subscribe because, you know, it was just helping out other creators and uh, seeing new content. So I'm trying to bring it back again. I just got to either one, just start saying the heck with it and loading up people's videos. You know, like obviously I'm not loading a whole video. I took a clip like I did with yours. Yeah. Take a clip and say, hey, go check out Tim at RC Noob. Here's a, a little uh, sneak peek at his channel. Make sure you go over there and subscribe and then do like five or six of those on a show. And it just helps one for people to see new RC content. Cause I'm always looking for new RC content as well. And then it helps the creators as well, get noticed across other platforms. So I need to get back to doing that. <laughs> but I, I do have to say thank you for, uh, including me in that RC oh, around the world series. Uh, that was very cool and very appreciative. And, uh, I do hope that you're able to get, get those episodes out and, and rolling once again because it's yeah. it's a great way i did the same thing went through the, your show notes and click subscribed on on all of those folks and um a great way to discover new new hobbyists and new insight into the hobby yeah and and no one is ever well i can't say ever i've never went to a channel and like oh you know rc noobs channel is amazing i'm gonna subscribe to him but now i gotta unsubscribe from somebody else you know, so I don't I don't see how people think that showing other people's channels is going to hurt them as a creator. It's just it's all one big one big thing. No one's going to un, unsubscribe from you because they subscribe to somebody else. So share the love, people. Share the love. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So outside of the uh, UK Recon G6 coming up, do you have any other events that you're planning on on going to driving at racing at? What's what's up? What's coming up on your calendar? Uh, loads. I've got. I host an event every month except for May. We took May off, but uh, I do a. We used to call it drone and drift, but kind of the the indoor drones have kind of fell off. So now it's just West Suffolk drift. So every month we host a an indoor drift meet at a big village hall. So we do that every month. Uh, the next one's in June. Um, then in September, I'm Parker Fest in Italy. I'll be at that. Nice. Um, October, November timeframe, or sorry, September, October timeframe, we'll have the UK Scaler Nationals. That's again, Pete, myself, Speedy, uh, John and Ian host that. So we'll be doing that September, October timeframe. Uh, got some trips planned for just going around England, drifting in other areas. And, uh, I race the, uh, e the East of England, uh, 10 scale series. So we've got that every month. So up till I think September, or August. So we raced 10 scale buggies there, two and four wheel drive. So every month I'm there doing that. And that may be close to being it. Uh, I think so. 
yeah, then hopefully I can get out with a lot more um, scale days just with my friends and stuff like that between now and then. That's that's the goal, really. So hopefully loads more to come. But it's always on my channel, so it'll be there. And and then every obviously every Monday I do a Make It Monday where I do like a, a 3D printed um, like quick, you know, like time lapse and like whatever I'm printing for the scale thing. And then Tuesday I do Axtastic Tuesday where I show one of the cars from my uh, collection. And, and then hopefully I can get that. RC around the world back. So that's going to be the goal. Thanks, Tim. I needed that uh, that fuel there to get that show going again. Whatever I can do to help. Yep, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, it sounds like you've got a, a fun fun yet busy schedule uh, coming yes, up, but it's all, it all has an RC tie-in, so I, I yeah. can't complain, or I wouldn't complain. No. Very cool. And then, oh, yeah, November, uh, the G6. I'm not sure if it's going to be in Hong Kong or China this year, but I plan on attending that again as well. Oh, very fun. Very yeah. fun. What what has the reception been uh, there to to the G six to scaling in where in Hong Kong? Oh yes, sorry. No, oh, that's right. Uh, it was it was amazing. Um, it was, it's kind of funny because I I know you've seen me before, Tim, but I'm I'm about six foot tall, whatever beard, and look like uh, lack of better terms like a an old biker. So I'm walking through this <laughs> five star hotel that they 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 you know a sign for us we had to pay per day or whatever but they got really good discounts because the general manager was a uh is a scaler he loves it nice so i was walking through and some big guy in a suit's like looking at me i'm like oh here it comes he said scott and i was like yeah he's like hey um i'm the general manager for this hotel I'm like, oh okay how's it going dude and he was just cool as you know as all whatever but uh and he was he come out and he had like five land rover defenders and um the scale that this he was actually an english guy that uh transplanted over there and was running the hotel okay but all the all the people from hong kong people came in from china malaysia like i said all over the place and they came in with some of the most beautiful rigs i've ever seen and a lot of them is like the hard body you know like land rovers and range rovers and the scale detail that some of these guys went into was amazing there's a guy named gary yoon i think it's y-e-u-n gary if you're hearing this, I hope I didn't butcher that, but he does some of the best looking, um, like Land Rover stuff I've ever seen. And then another guy, Bert from Guam, uh, he's got a, he goes by chronic and, uh, medic had him on his, on his show when he went over there to Hong Kong, he, he highlighted one of his builds or whatever, but that guy is like just pushing the game. Um, and he's working with boom racing now. So okay. he's, he's working with them to develop products and everything. Who else? I also, drive for boom racing as well the um but he's got a chronics first aid for the trail kit or trail first aid trail kit or something like that and it's like 125 pieces of stuff that you possibly need when you're on the trail and it's really small box so there's like um rod ends in there like grub screws all kinds of stuff body pins even you know so um but that's there's so much going on in asia for the scalar side that it's just it's it's mind-boggling i went over there uh just not knowing what to expect and then seeing it all firsthand, I was just completely impressed. And the capo or capo, uh, I think again, the medics just done one of their trucks, but the, the detail, it's all alley aluminum parts, you know, but it's just looks amazing billet slash aluminum or whatever. But yeah, it's they're they're going, they're going crazy over there and they're doing amazing things. That's for sure. It, I, I'm happy you brought up that little first aid kit for the trail. I saw that on your timeline on Facebook. I thought oh, that yeah. was the coolest thing. And it's so simple, but oh, it, yeah. it's like, it's perfect. Yeah. 
very, very. And it couldn't cool. come from a nicer guy. Bert, like that, that dude is like just a hundred percent genuine good guy. So um, to know that you know that I could help support him a little bit by buying one of them, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'd love to buy a hundred hundred of them, dude, but I just can't. <laughs> but it's like you said, it's just perfect, and it's just something that you don't think about. You know, you, I go out there with a backpack with a a bag full of randomness. Uh, but now I can take that little <laughs> box out there and I know I probably got what I need. Very good. I will uh, be sure to put a link to that product and a link to awesome. all those other uh, channels and, and content creators in the show notes for this episode as well. So, Oh, thanks Tim. Yeah, no problem. So if folks are listening, you guys can track those down easily. Yeah. Okay, Scott. Well, if, if folks want to learn more about you, if they want to check out your YouTube channel, your podcast, how how can they get a hold of you? How can they view what you're putting out? All right. Um, first, easy uh, YouTube, Ace of Axe, A-C-E-O-F-A-X-E, all one word. Uh, that's like the most confused thing. I've had it spelled all split up in different ways, but all one word. It's always one word, Ace of X. Um, same thing, Ace of X RC on Facebook, Ace of X on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all that stuff. And then if they want to see a 3D printing thing, that's Ace of X RC 3D printing. Um, but probably Facebook or YouTube is the easiest place. So just search Ace of X and you'll find me. Excellent. Excellent. And I will definitely put links to your various channels and, and offshoot brands in the show notes as well. Make, make things awesome. easy thank for people so to find you. Yes. Appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Well, Scott, uh, I thank you again for taking the time to uh, chat with me. It's like I said, it's been a long, long time, uh, it, a lot of planning and back and forth. And most of that's probably been on my end. So I, I apologize, but I'm, I'm really no, happy. I, I think it's mutual, man. Like I said, with the big hour difference, it was hard for us to line it up, but Hey, we made it happen. Exactly. I'm happy to finally, I'll be able to sit down and, and chat with you and uh you've got a lot going on and you know, you're just a, a a great you know a great ambassador for for the hobby so keep on doing oh, what you're thanks, doing man. and you as well dude please keep oh. up the podcast and and the and the youtube channel i'm constantly looking over there to see what you got going on well thank you i will i'll be doing much more with the uh the charisma links coming up soon and i've got some other little fun things i'm working on with some of my older rigs too so we're we're, we're awesome. keeping it going yes all right. Well, thank you again for joining me on the RC Noob Podcast. And uh, don't be a stranger. We'll have to have you on again. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tim. It was great to see you. Take care. You too. And once again, I want to thank Scott for joining me on this episode of the RC Noob Podcast. Again, it uh, it was a long time in the works. I'm glad we were able to get things straightened out and, and get the calendars lined up. It was definitely a great chat. I greatly enjoyed it, even though it was very, very early on my end. Um, I appreciate him taking the time out of his day to sit down and chat RC. Before I officially wrap up this episode of the show, I do want to extend a real quick discount from our friends at Exclusive RC. If you are into scale RC, if you're into monster trucks, if you're into upping the scale game on your radio-controlled vehicle, Visit thescaleking.com. They have any number of accessories, 3D printed accessories for your scale rig from, oh, motor enclosures to bumpers to gauge clusters to uh, interior bits and pieces, uh, little scale accessories, you name it. The Scale King is cranking out new amazing things. It seems like every month they come out with really cool stuff. I've had the great opportunity to talk with Brian from The Scale King in the past. 
great guy, very creative. He's a true craftsman when it comes to creating these 3D printed bits and pieces. He's been generous enough to extend a special discount for RC Noob podcast listeners. So if you use the coupon code RCNoob10 at checkout at thescaleking.com, you'll save 10% on your order. Simple as that. Coupon code RCNoob10 at checkout at thescaleking.com. And again, they've got parts and pieces for your scale trail rigs, for your, your 1 tenth scale RC monster trucks. Amazing stuff. It's well worth uh, just visiting the site and checking out what they have to offer. If this is your first time listening to the RC Noob Podcast, thanks for checking us out. You can subscribe to the show through iTunes, Google Play Music, or your favorite podcasting app. Just search for the RC Noob Podcast. If you've been a long-time listener and maybe you want to check out some of the back catalog, uh, you can do that at rcnoob.com. Just click on the podcast menu item. And with that, we're going to wrap up episode 54. Again, thanks to Ace of Axe RC for joining me for this episode of the show. Until next time, keep your batteries charged up, keep your nitro topped off, and keep enjoying the RC hobby. <laughs>